0: Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.
1: Are you looking on expanding your audience through podcasting? Learn how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com to learn more. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Megan Cage. Megan Cage is a mom and a former social worker who unexpectedly found herself building a brand. Her company, Hot Tot, is the only professional line formulated for kids' unique hair hot Tot is growing rapidly and will be launching in europe this spring megan was on the shark tank show and went home with a partnership with no other than mark Kiban. women of the world miss megan gage welcome to the show hi marie thank you for having me it is a pleasure and it's a delight to have you on our show i'm sure our listeners are excited to hear from you as well so Megan I really like what you're doing with your business I mean you are a success in your own right you put in the effort the sweat equity the knowledge and the experience to build this special business you call your own and as a result of that our listeners really want to get to know you and I want to provide that conduit the bridge between you and our listeners so here are some cool questions that we can talk about feel free to comment anytime about it but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. There might be people out there who wants to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Tell us more about your business and the idea behind that niche.
0: Okay, um, my company Hot Tot is the only professional hair product line that's made for kids' hair. And so any parent or hairstylist can probably tell you that the texture and the makeup of a child's hair is structurally different than an adult's hair. So my products are made for that fine texture, the dense hair follicles. Um, They're lighter than traditional formulas, made to wash out much easier. And then they omit harsh chemicals because a growing body is far more susceptible to toxins than an adult. So we're trying to do something different than than what other companies have done. Um, The idea for the company started by accident my son was born in 2009 and I was mixing lotion and pomade to give him a little baby curl and I found that the the mixtures I was doing weren't washing out very easily Um, but moms went crazy for the look and so after having a lot of enthusiasm as my family was out and about I jokingly said to my husband that someone would be wise to create a product for kids and three years later here I am with that product I really never thought it would go anywhere, but as we took each small step forward to kind of test the market and see what would happen, we received a really good response from editors and from buyers and most importantly from moms. Moms are the biggest supporter of my company and so I think moms appreciate having an option for their kids that's safe and that smells baby-like and here we are.
1: So your business obviously found a need and you filled it, but with accident, you kind of accidentally discovered that with your son. So can you tell our listeners what was the current market conditions at that time? And how do you feel that your business strategy rose to meet that need?
0: Well, like I said, my son was born in 2009. And so there was about a year of taking him out and about with this lotion and hair pomade mixture with this little baby curl. So I had a year to really think about it, but in 2009-2010, the word recession was bouncing around a lot. Um, People were losing their jobs, they were losing their homes. The market conditions were not good. I grew up very middle class, and so I was very sensitive to the idea of losing money. And so in the beginning, I was very, very financially conservative. Um, my husband was super supportive and wonderful but I always had it in my mind that if this doesn't work I only want to spend the amount of money that I could earn on my own and put back into our bank account because I I felt a sense of responsibility I didn't want to be foolish and um, I I was very mindful of that so in the beginning I, I spent a relatively small amount of money and as I said before each step forward I was reassured that this is gonna be okay editors were responsive buyers were responsive and so as the company progressed and I was required to spend a bit more money I was comfortable doing that
1: so your business obviously has a vision to be the market leader in your industry and that resonates very well with a particular portion of our listeners however we'd like to know what was your initial vision for your business that continues to make you drive towards success day in and day out
0: you know the vision has gotten bigger as the company has grown up in the beginning the idea was for the, the entire line. The line has eight products in, in it right now, um, but we started with four. And so in the very beginning my vision was that this was going to be a cute little baby shower gift that you could buy at, at a local baby boutique and give to a friend and isn't this cute it can give your baby a little curl. Over time however, I have realized that I think our place is, is really in the salon industry and so we don't actually do business with children's boutiques anymore and so things have kind of evolved. I'm a big believer in, in listening to your intuition and kind of playing things by ear. And so our current direction is very different than where I intended, but you just have to be open-minded and, and kind of go where the wind will take you. Wow, I can see that one in my eyes, that
1: vision you have for having your products in all the salons all over the world. Could you imagine, wow, that would, would be a household staple in every salon?
0: Well, the idea really is that we work with salons that cater to moms. And so in the 90s, there the American Crew line was launched, which I think is so brilliant and well done. And in the 90s, companies like American Crew proved that men want their own hair products. Their hair is different, their scent preferences are different, um, the packaging that they prefer and are drawn to is different than what we would like as women. Mm -hmm. And so I'm kind of taking that same concept and, and putting our my own spin on it in terms of kids. And so the idea is that kids' hair is different. Um, but moms are the ones who make the decisions, the buying decisions in a household. And so we target high-end salons that cater to moms Mm -hmm. because a mom can go into a salon and get her hair cut and colored, and she's going to buy product for herself. And so why not offer this salon something to sell for her children? And so it's an easy way for them to bump their average ticket price um, without performing additional services or competing with the products that they're already selling, and for the mom, it's a way to ensure that she's educated on what she's using on her children, and her kids are getting high quality and effective products.
1: That is really brilliant because I believe that children that niche. I mean, catering to the children's needs in terms of caring for their hair that is a underserved underserved um, niche. So. I'm
0: really excited that you have that one oh, made it possible, you. yes I to, do. To me it just makes sense and so I get really excited and kind of wound up when I think about it and I talk about it. Um, and then the other thing is the salon industry is such a highly competitive industry and, and so many of the, the dominating companies have such deep pockets where it would be nearly impossible for for the underdog to come in and create a mainstream hair product line that actually had a chance at success. And the exciting thing about the kids segment of the market is that there aren't many of us. And so we're still we're still kind of battling it out to see who's number 1 and where do we fall and there are a couple of other children's brands that are really well done and it's been fun to watch them over the past couple of years because I think that we're all starting to find our place and there's room for all of us and I think it's an exciting time to watch this growing and emerging emerging section of our industry because I think in 20 years I I hope in 20 years someone is doing an interview where they're saying there was a time when mainstream salons didn't offer a kids line and so so I'm banking on that but if that doesn't happen that way it's okay because I have had a blast doing this totally makes sense so
1: let's talk about the personal qualities that help you to succeed. You know, women entrepreneurs these days are extremely organized, more so than their counterparts. You know, they have attention to details, they stick to what they do, they have this uh, glue-like qualities that can be admired by a lot of people who are not quite at that level in their business. And Mm -hmm. one of those qualities is tenacity, the ability not to quit when faced with that situation. And it appears that you have that special quality what do you think about that and did you actually use that in the times when
0: doubt, worry and fear might have set into your mind? Absolutely. Um, a friend, and industry mentor, once said, it takes time and connections and money to make it in this business and I'll be honest, you don't have any of those things, he said, but it takes a tremendous amount of tenacity and lucky for you, I think that you're very tenacious and that was one of the biggest compliments that anyone had ever given me um, because I think I think it gives you the ability to survive failure is just a teacher and so I have made many 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 mistakes and I have my moments where I go in the bathroom and I close the door and I, I wipe my tears and I do that less nowadays because I I realize that it's part of the process but in the beginning it was really emotional to have someone who didn't get what you were doing or who didn't like your products. and I would take it very personally if someone didn't embrace my concept or my theory. It would really hurt my feelings because I have my heart wrapped up into this. But ultimately, I think the failures really open the door and kind of light the way to the direction that you're supposed to go. And so, so yes, I consider myself very tenacious. So you touched upon the the failures
1: as the next of our topic and I would like for you to for us to touch on that like a segue to this so because you know as entrepreneurs we face daily challenges that define our being and I'm sure you are no stranger to challenges. Now to get through those challenges takes a very special person and our audience wants to know that special person in you. So, what have been your biggest challenges and what type of qualities, apart from being tenacious, did you have that enable you to overcome those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs
0: face today? In the beginning, our biggest challenge, my my biggest challenge was selling the products as an unknown brand, an unknown entity. And so I would walk into a salon with my box of products and people would immediately say no before I opened my mouth or I'm so sorry we're very busy and we'll give you a call and I knew that they would never call. And they weren't interested in listening because they thought I was a mom who had made hair gel in my kitchen sink. And so it was a a real struggle to teach people that these are professionally made and formulated products. I didn't make them. I hired someone to do it on my behalf and I learned as much as I could in terms of ingredients that were appropriate for kids and we worked really hard to get something that performed well and met the strict ingredient criteria that I had laid forth after my research. I think time and time again um, I have an investor who is a really great teacher and he his theory is that sales cure everything and so I was in the beginning when we first started working together I thought I'm gonna get out there and I'm gonna pound the pavement and I'm gonna sell this stuff and show him that I'm hungry and I want this and we'll do a good job and I just kept failing I would (laughs) someone would pick up the phone and I would get cold feet and I would have this pitch in my mind and I would choke and I would stutter and I was afraid and I think you just push through that and after doing it 200 times something magic happened where all of a sudden I got kind of good at it and the first time you did it and I would get to the point in my pitch where someone would put me on hold or hang up on me or and the person on the other end continued to listen and I said hello are you there and they said yes we're here and it was a pretty profound moment for me because I realized that if you push through that discomfort and that darkness that, you know, there's darkness before the dawn, and good things happen, and I got confident, and I got better, and, and I think that's the tenacity that we had spoken about, but just really the, the commitment to hanging in there, when you believe in something, you, you hang, you, you keep at it.
1: Wow, I've really felt what you've said, and I can feel uh, how profound that one, that one is, and I'm sure our listeners can relate to that as well. So I'm grateful for sharing that um, experience you have and how you were able to overcome it. Um, There's a lesson to be learned from there. Now, let's uh, switch gears for a little bit and talk about motivation and balancing work and life issues. You know, being a business owner such as myself, motivation plays a key factor day in and day out. And motivation could mean many things to many people. You know, yeah, and in the business realm, the ability to stay motivated is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create a work balance, like work life balance, particularly if you have a family. So, my question would be how would you look upon your business as a means to balance your life after work, or do you carry work through your life? I'd really love to know your perspective
0: about this. Well, balance is not something that I am very good at. I think I have a passion that kind of borderlines on obsessive. (laughs) And so in the middle of the night, I wake up and I'm, I'm solving problems that I've had in my business. And so I recognize that my family is important and I definitely, they are the top priority in my life. But I also feel like I have been given a real opportunity and it would be foolish to pass this opportunity. I remember a time when people didn't want to listen to to the factors of my story or or to information about my company or products or line and so right now while while there's an interest I try to say yes to as much as I can um, because that may not always last. So I, I do my best there are times when I just have to walk away from the office for a while and i think being a business owner one of the good things is that you can always step back into it be it two in the morning or on sunday afternoon or whenever that might be and so so when it matters you find a way to do it all absolutely now let's talk about the measurement of
1: your success you know your company um financially appears to be doing quite well and with that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, I would like to say that success is a mindset as well. But in your journey as an entrepreneur, what's your feelings about success? What are some of the benchmarks
0: that you use to measure your success? Well, I would tell you, I am grateful for the progress that we have made. But I really feel like I'm still in the very early phases of my journey. I think that I will gauge my success Um, when I stop having to educate every single person that I encounter on why a mainstream salon should carry a children's line or what my line is or who we are because most oftentimes, people have never heard of us or they don't know who we are or what we're doing but more and more often people are Um, the opportunity to do shows like yours where someone has learned about it and is interested in hearing more about the journey and the process I think that's a measure of success
1: yes and uh, I totally ag- uh, agree uh, on board with you with that one and you feel like you're you're constantly growing that there is more there that you are aiming for and you're right ha- you know reaching other people more people and educating uh, and education is a big part of that and there has I see that one has we have we can do more in that um, segment um, a lot. So yeah, b- success can be in that way. Success can be measured in other ways. So, thank you sure. for sharing that perspective of yours. Sure. Now, I
0: also think success for me will come as we reach new areas of the world. There's something really magical to me that our people are using our products in places I've never been, Australia and Dubai and we're launching in Europe this spring and it's really amazing to me that people in all of these different areas we have we're in talks right now with the distributor in Russia and so it's pretty incredible that all of these new areas of the world have expressed an interest in the brand and to me that will definitely be a sign of success when i'm able to travel somewhere far and and see that they're familiar with something that was born in my garage basically Absolutely, and that is so exciting. I mean, are you sure
1: Thank you got? You. you sure you got some good things up your sleeve? And I'm yes. so excited for you. Thank you. All right, so let's talk about the highlight. One of the highlights of our show, um, and that is your advice for aspiring entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs uh, out there. You know you obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience so i'd like you to take it back to the past say you're gonna start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or more variety or for making that first buck and you are looking at them saying there's more to it than that what types of special suggestions or advice and lessons learned would you give your fellow
0: entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you're headed at. I read something a long time ago that was called a love note to entrepreneurs. And a part of it said, make passion your master, allow possibility to feed your soul. And that just touched me to my core. I thought it was so profound and so perfect. And so I always carry that with me. I'm actually having something made on Etsy that I can hang in my office that says that because I really love it if if you're driven by passion and sincerely love what you're doing it's really difficult to fail because even if you don't make many millions of dollars you're enjoying yourself and doing something that's fulfilling and makes you happy and you can't lose when that's the case and then the concept of allowing possibility to feed your soul where I recognize that my dream is a really big one but I really believe why not me it it's going to happen my theory is sensical. And so why not me? Because I think it will be someone else. I mean, someone hit a a home run with Red Bull, the energy drink. Remember when energy drinks were not a common beverage that you saw everywhere or American crew, men's hair products. I mean, someone hit a home run there. And so I feel like my theory is sensical. And so why not me? Mm -hmm. And so I would advise everyone to feel that way that, the sky is the limit. If you're doing something, something you love, allow listening to your heart and your inner voice. Um, allow that to be louder than the, the voice of logic and reason because I think logic and reason will often kill a lot of dreams that could have had a chance.
1: I really love that, the, uh, especially the first uh, phrase that you've said, the make passion your master. And I would like for you to repeat the last one. I was so slow in writing it. Oh, allow possibility to feed your soul. So make passion your master and allow possibility to feed your
0: soul. That is so
1: beautiful.
0: Magic, huh? I heard it and I, I seriously felt it in my bones. I just thought it was so beautiful and so powerful and amazing. And I have tried to live by that because when times get tough and, and logic starts to sink in that, you know, all of these things have to happen, I go back to that and, and it makes me feel a bit safer and lighter. It just did to me. I mean, I had goosebumps the oh, moment yeah. I heard
1: it for the first time and I said, I wanted to repeat that one. So it, I'm so glad that you like it. Oh, I, I, I am definitely going to uh, print this out. Right? I mean, make, make a big note of it and print it out to remind me on a daily basis. It's, the message is so powerful. If you let it sink into yourself and feel it, Wow, the the message is so profound.
0: Yes, I love I agree. it. I
1: love it. Now can you share our listeners one uh, one or two tools that you use in your
0: business that's radically changing the way you do business? I am an iPhone junkie. I think iPhones are a really great way to stay connected, and I don't think that that's unique to me, but it's a great way to to stay connected via the phone, via your internet, your email social media pages. I don't think I've ever tweeted from anywhere other than my cell phone. And it's a really great way to kind of stay connected with customers and with, with people that are interested. So I could not do business or live without an iPhone.
1: Absolutely. I do that one as well. So I love it. I love it. Now, entrepreneurs are wide readers. Can you recommend one book or two that our listeners can get that will
0: help them grow personally and professionally? I know it's not a traditional business answer, but my favorite book of all time is Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. And the first half of the book is about his experience in a Nazi concentration camp. Um, He was a Jewish psychiatrist. And the second half of the book, he forms this theory called logotherapy. And it basically is kind of based on existentialism and how there is meaning in our suffering and it leads to greater things and I fell in love with this book many years ago when I was in college I used to be a social worker before I became an entrepreneur and I felt like it was completely applicable to my social work practice and I always would have have my clients read it if they were able and then in my business travels I found that it's also very applicable because there is some suffering in business there's rejection and there's failure and when you love what you're doing that really can be pretty heartbreaking. But I think it's the idea that there is meaning and, and growth in those experiences. And if you hang in there, you'll make it through.
1: Right. I mean, I love that book as well. It totally touched the inner, my inner being and you are right everyone should read that book because somehow some somewhere there in that book it will touch you it will touch you in a way that you probably would have thought about with just it's,
0: reading that kind of book so i it's really, really interesting t- because mm-hmm. i think everyone that reads that book um, puts their own spin on it so i used to be a substance abuse counselor years ago and so reading the book with Drug and alcohol addicts, mm-hmm. and and everyone would say like, oh, I can relate to it, you know, with my journey in this story in this situation. And then I read it with folks who had just been discharged from prison, and they felt the same way. And <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> and so I think entrepreneurs will probably also see it through their own lens. Mm-hmm. And then I think man, mankind should just be aware of the story and and it's a really great book I would if I were queen of the universe everyone would have to read that book
1: oh definitely I'm on (laughs) board with you with that one so um so Megan in my mind you are a superhero or shall, shall I say superheroine because you have done this you have done that but you've also experienced a lot of challenges that our listeners definitely relate to so if you were to do it any different what would it be and how would you go about doing it
0: I've been asked this question before and I honestly don't think that I would do anything different and I've made lots of mistakes but those mistakes have led to new breakthroughs and to progress and so I wouldn't do anything different I would be lying if I if I said that I wish you know I wish this would happen a lot faster there are no shortcuts and I remember preparing for Shark Tank, thinking that this was going to be it, I'm going to go on TV and then next week my brand is going to be a global brand and a multi-million dollar company. And it didn't happen. But I, I wouldn't have it any other way. We have had steady growth since appearing on the show about 13 months ago. And I think it was a blessing in disguise because it really enabled me to kind of find my footing so that as we have these big bursts forward, I'm prepared and can handle them as opposed to being completely overwhelmed that everything changed overnight. So I really wouldn't change any of any of my journey so far. What a brilliant answer, love it! Now who's your favorite superhero or superheroine if you have one and why did you choose it? You know, I saw this in your email and I've kind of been thinking about it. And I'm not a big superhero person, but I remember in the early 90s, Captain Planet. I don't know if you <laughs> remember that one, but I kind of like the idea of, of someone who's working towards a more global change, and so Captain Planet was looking to to better the situation for our planet, as opposed to another superhero who might rescue a kitty from a burning tree or something <laughs> like that. So I like things that are a bit bigger on a global scale, so I was thinking... I, I think there was a girl in the Captain Planet bunch, and so maybe I would be her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the girl in the Captain Planet, and that would be Megan. That would be me. That's yes, right. that
0: I would be long Megan. Long, flowing, hot pink hair, or something really superhero and great. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I
1: know we can go on forever and for forever today, but uh, I'd like for you to. As uh, our call to action to, for our listeners, tell them where they can connect with you and uh, continue to learn more about you and what you do and grow with you and watch you as you get more successful and change the world that
0: we live in. Sure. The website is hot that's hottot.com. That's H O T T O T.com. And that's singular, dot, not plural. And then we are on every form of social media myspace twitter pinterest instagram and our handles are hot Tot hair care on all of those things and i maintain all of the pages and really enjoy connecting with people and potential customers and customers and entrepreneurs and so if if someone were to reach out they will get a personal response from me awesome
1: awesome and uh, to our listeners for today the resources and the links mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at today's LeadingWomen.com. Just type in the name Megan on the search bar and it will find it for you. So Megan, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story and for being such a role model to many. And for today, for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today.
0: Well, women of the world,
1: yes, I do. And women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your
0: life. Thank you, Marie. It was lovely to be here.
1: Podcasting is taking the world by storm. If you are a marketer and not using this platform, your business is missing out on a big opportunity to reach a wider audience. Find out how you can create, grow, and monetize your podcast and take your podcasting skills from novice to experts. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com now.
0: Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top three iPhone apps that these high-achieving women use to get things done lightning fast today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash apps for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.